It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less, cause you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF. Hello and welcome to another episode of Gabby AF. I am your host, Gabby Lispisa, as you know. Uh, no guests this week. There's a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling. And I just want to dive into it and talk to all my best friends, which are you guys. So I figured let's talk about some stuff going on. We had that crazy press conference in Vegas. We had some stuff on Raw, Dynamite, some things going on in the world. We just had a beautiful Valentine's Day for everybody that celebrates. We're going to chat into that. I also did some Dear Gabby. So I'm going to take some of your questions, which I'm actually excited for. We haven't done this segment in a while. And I feel like I haven't really talked to you guys as much as I've been wanting to. So we're going to have some fun as usual. I have producer Tony in the wings to uh, assist me today so that we can get this show going and have some fun. Uh, hi, producer Tony. Hi, Gabby. How was, how was your Valentine's Day with your beautiful wife? Oh, I mean, you know that I'm generally always working. So uh, it was, it was a very two ships passing in the night. Uh, listen, I did the Valentine's Day thing, even though it's a Hallmark being holiday and I didn't believe it. But That's true. I got her the flowers, I got her the candy. Nice. We actually nice. did something nicer for the kids. We got them some teddy bears. That's my daughter just absolutely loved. She got a flower. I actually had to make a little trip to school and drop off like $2 so she can get a flower in class. So, oh, so there you go. I love that so much. I will say my only consistent Valentine that's been in my life is my dad, and I am not ashamed of it. I love my father. Um, he would always, always get me like flowers or chocolates or something and bring something home because I don't think I've ever. I've gotten flowers from guys before Valentine's Day, but I've never like been in the same state or like gone on a date on them. Really? That's impressive. Yeah. Isn't that it's crazy? It's like, I don't feel I, like that the odds of that would be pretty, I feel like you'd have to have gone on, had some Valentine's Day stories. I actually got dumped on Valentine's no. Day once. There's, that was a, that was a heck of a date. That, that's a little cruel. It's a little that's cruel, a little... but you know what? It's all worked out. And you're, and you're married after that? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Love, Shelly. <laughs> great. No, um, no, it was, uh, it was that college, I guess, college girlfriend. We went out to dinner on Valentine's Day and that's where we broke, she broke up, uh, broke out the news that we'd be breaking up. So I was like, you know. Listen, there's never a good day to break up, I guess. I felt like maybe on Valentine's Day it's a little bit worse, but at least you don't, maybe she just didn't want you to get her gifts and stuff. So she was like thoughtful enough that before you buy me the flowers, just know I'm dumping your ass. I don't know if I even bought her flowers. Maybe that's why I got dumped. Well, that's a good thing. You already knew. I'll say this. You know how I know it it worked out for the best because I, as you know me, a major sports fan that works in sports media, I had never really not watched the Super Bowl and all the time I've been, you know, a conscious human being. Mm-hmm. And that year, I actually did not watch the Super Bowl to take her out on that date. And so I earned, actually, no, I'm sorry. So that's not, that would have been Valentine's Day. It was that year. So the Super Bowl was before Valentine's Day. To, you know, tell yeah. a story, boring story. But yeah, I skipped the Super Bowl. It was Colts Bears. It was Peyton Manning's first Super Bowl. I actually, wow. yeah, I know how old am I? I took her out to, we went bowling. And that's the only time I've ever not watched the Super Bowl. And like football is like my favorite sport. So you know what? A Anyone that would prevent me from watching the Super Bowl is not the right woman for me anyway. So there no. you go. So it all worked out. No. I mean, that's good. But I was going to say, you you yeah. have to have, you don't have like worst Valentine's Day date stories. You have nothing like that. No. No. I, I don't think people realize like I am the quintessential single girl, like in the weirdest way. I guess it's not weird, but like I've really never been in a crazy serious relationship. I've kind of had more so like flings i would say so one of the most serious ones i actually didn't live in new jersey so if i wasn't flying to like go see him Man. he would just send me flowers beautiful flowers like, always roses and like a nice car or something on valentine's day but we were never in the same like state for valentine's day i also wasn't going to be like it's valentine's day fly me out because it's not as important as like other major events like i'd rather you fly me out for my birthday or something if it's going to be special like valentine's day i've always said this about valentine's day i'd rather get flowers or chocolates or whatever just because you're thinking about me on a random day as opposed to a day where we're told you have to think about being by me something so like that's always been i tweeted out too i'm like can we make like pizza instead of flowers and thing like send me a heart-shaped pizza like that to me is like holy shit you're the one for me like if you send me a pizza or you just buy me food like doordash me like oh i was thinking about you i I got you a burrito doordash you like your favorite burger that's oh. the most romantic fucking thing anyone can ever do. Like, that's all it takes for me to be like, okay, like, I'm all in. But also, never happened. I think I'm pretty 
simple in that way. But yeah, never happened. Never had a date on Valentine's Day. And listen, it is what it is. I hope everyone knows, especially if you were alone on Valentine's Day, like it's all good. Like it's fine. It's okay to like not have a significant other at this time in your life or whatever, because save a lot of money, (laughs) save a lot of money. But Valentine's Day also like, you know, there's so much pressure. I feel like, especially on social media, you see these couples doing these like crazy things or it's always, it's everything on social media is just to, it's for show. It's all bullshit it's all for at show. the end of the day. It's all for show. And listen, I'm happy for these couples that are in love. There's so many pro wrestling couples that I think are beautiful and I love them to death and I'm so happy for them. But just because you don't have one doesn't make you any less than as a person. And it's just another Wednesday. And, you know, there's other people in the world that love you. I'd rather have genuine love for my friends and family than be in a relationship that sucks. Listen, I know people that are in relationships that aren't good and I'd rather be alone. Yeah, I mean, so, I'll say that's this, my take on for it. the pro wrestlers that you know, because I, I, you know, what I do enjoy that they share a little bit of their you know personal lives with everyone. But you also have to remember oh, that, yeah. like in a lot of cases, now some of them work together, so they're probably with each other like all the time. But some of them don't work together and they're traveling all over, so it is a way to kind of just show a little bit more affection to a partner they're not you know seeing every day. Maybe I don't know. That's right. I did binge watch um, Love and WWE, the Bianca Belair and Montez show. And they've quickly gone up the ladder of, like, one of my favorite couples. I don't know. I like them. They're so likable. I watched on Hulu. I binge-watched it. It was, like, the easiest watch of my life. It just went episode to episode. So it was, like, super easy. But I don't know if you guys have watched it. Obviously, Miz and Mrs. is, like, I feel like the mecca of the couples that have made it on TV because they're just so entertaining. And I think they just put out, like, they've been together, like, 17 years or something. They just posted, which... Is one, it's a long time, and they're such a beautiful couple. Obviously, you have Becky and Seth, and you have like these these other mega star couples. Um, Cody and Brandy was another one that they had their show. I thought that was super entertaining. So, like, I just kind of love to see it. I love to see the behind the scenes stuff because I think it takes strong people to date pro athletes. <laughs> because, like, my and like I love pro athletes. I don't know if I could end up together and like marry one it's just a lot that goes into it um and to be a pro athlete yourself and then to date a pro athlete I just think is wild like that's just a crazy life to live and like it's just you're traveling so much so hats off to that and happy Valentine's Day to all those beautiful couples because I'm I hope they got to spend time together what about Uh, what about billionaire world-renowned musical stars that date pro athletes and end up all over your television I know where you're going with this Oh my God, don't even get me started on pop stars because I know where you're going and I'm not having my rant about this because I've done it enough and I had to deal with it all weekend. But my favorite part of Super Bowl weekend in Vegas was the press conference with The Rock and Roman, Cody, and Seth. Because I thought like the last five minutes of that press conference was better than like a pay-per-view. Like the, the dirt and the tea and the sass and the drama is like better than shit that I watch on Real Housewives. Like when he slapped Cody across the face, I don't think I've ever been angrier. Like for Cody in my life, I want to be like Cody, punch the rock back in the face. Like I was so angry for him, but it was so good. And the best part really was the interaction when the rock walked backstage with Triple H. Triple H looked at him like the drama and just like heel rock is just so good. Like, listen, you know how I feel about it. Obviously, I love Cody. But what they're doing for WrestleMania is just so special. And it's just perfect how they're playing this out. And then on SmackDown, you know, when you had Triple H come out and be like, really? Like, I called the shots here. Like, you could you could say what you want, but this is what I'm deciding. And, you know, just leading into now Raw, where Cody talks back with his promo, and he's like, I'm going to slap you back now. And, like, it's just so beautifully done and people were mad about it for Cody, you know, and I think we were right in trusting Cody to s- trust the process and trust Cody to see like, wait and see what happens because this is just so good. And it's, what are we like a month out? Like, no, a little more than a month out of Mania. We still have Elimination Chamber coming up. Like I've never been so invested in like a WrestleMania, I will say, and what's going on. And I think it's just so smart how they're doing this because I've never hated the rock more. And like, that's what you want, right? You never want, you never want to be angrier at a star that is the rock. I don't think the rocks necessarily wanted to be hated coming back to the WB. Uh, Again, I think that they, they listened to the fans 
they obviously maybe made a pivot because again, it's the rock and the rock and Roman is a huge match, but like the story, the story this year takes precedent in my opinion over the rock and Roman. I mean, that's something you can do. I don't want to say anytime because that's a probably WrestleMania match in itself, but I mean, Cody is the hottest superstar on the planet in the wrestling world right now. You got it. You got to make new stars. You got to make, listen, there's not, you can't always just drag the rock out of retirement. You can't always just drop, drag Stone Cold out of retirement. Cody has got to be that next guy. And I haven't been that excited for a non-wrestling, like wrestling event, like you said, the, the, the press conference. Right. I can't remember. Maybe the Attitude Era. Maybe Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels. Uh, <laughs> like Triple H coming out on SmackDown and saying some people need to know their role. A nice little, you know, dig at the rock saying. I mean, yeah. I, I, WrestleMania season has never been this exciting in, God, in 20 years, I'd say. It's amazing. It, it's almost like, too... To feel like you're a fan and you were her is such a special thing as well because they're making the story work with The Rock while giving the people what they want and making it like you do. Like, as a fan, they did that for Cody, right? You came out and you were loud and Cody said, this is happening because of you guys. And, like, it couldn't be ignored. So I don't know if they changed plans. I don't know if this was their plan all along. Like, we never know, right? Injuries came in and changed stuff around. But I think the storyline of what's happening and kind of like it kind of got me hyped to see Roman and Rock on the same side like together because it was so powerful for their family I'm almost more invested in it that they're not against each other but they're against each other like it's so interesting that they have each other's backs and then brings it full circle to come around to Raw and now Seth Rollins comes out and he's like, I'm going to be your shield now, Cody. Like, we are behind you because we're fucking sick of Roman, and it's your time. And that was uh, one of my favorite promos of Seth Rollins I've seen. That was amazing. I think the energy that you saw bled through the screen when you watched Raw and you saw them in the ring together. Cody and Seth chemistry, especially on the mic, is something that's so beautiful. I, like, I love when they're if they hate each other or if they're working together, like I think they bring out a lot of good for each other, especially promo wise. Like I could just sit and listen to them talk for an hour, which I can't say a lot about a lot of people. Um, but I love Seth Rollins, man. He's come, he was, I would say last year, somebody where I was like, I don't really care what he's doing in WrestleMania to now. I'm like, I love what they're doing with it and how he had Cody's back in the press conference. And even just using like, I'll be your shield, like the pop that got because of what it meant. And I actually know what that meant. I did watch that whole thing happen but bring, it just brings more meaning to it right because that's a whole different storyline that is now a little bit embedded into it and it's so special i just think that was the highlight of raw for me was yeah. the promos between um with seth and cody and i just think i know everyone says the rock is the greatest on the mic and he's the promo king and this is the rock and i didn't watch it at the time but for me, every every Raw, I could hear Cody cut a promo, I could hear Seth Rollins cut a promo, and I'm going to be sick of it because I think that the two of them, especially together, are a force to be reckoned with. And they're not at the cal- at caliber on the outside world of where The Rock is, but you care so much. And I think that almost says more volumes about them. I mean, the number one thing you've said in all this, and again, you haven't mentioned one wrestling move, one wrestling hold. This, yeah. is, pro- this is what pro wrestling really is. It's the story. It's the emotional investment. Again, how the, the anger and the fervor over... It's almost better that this happened this way with The Rock, you know, maybe coming yeah. in to steal the main event. And again, the uproar it caused and the love that got behind... That, 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 that the fans are showing Cody, you know, yeah. and basically willing him back into that main event. It's, it's exactly what as a pro wrestling fan made me fall in love with the business is again, the, the, the personal, you know, the personal relationship, like you said, the rock and Roman, you know what? They talked about their fam familial history. You know, you could have thrown rock and Roman together. as just a random match and still a big deal. Right. But yeah, like you said, now that right. they're together, we're going to see a relationship on screen, you know, build. And then when that match actually happens, it's going to have much bigger meaning now. I know. Yeah. I, I think it's going to make it mean more for Cody, which is even, something we didn't see coming, right? Like him finishing the story. I hate saying finishing the story because everyone says finishing the story. I just think it's crazy. But like him finishing the story and being the Roman and beating Roman is going to mean more now with the rock involved because that will put Cody at a status and like a level where we didn't even know was possible. And listen, as fans 
for for two years we were crying for the rock to come back yeah. right we were like where is he you know and when he was in la last year we're like it's got to be the rock roman and then we fell in love with cody we're like no cody's got to win and they brought you back in for a whole nother year after he lost and now they're giving you what you want with roman with rock and the way that they swerved it to make you happy but also make you hate him I've been on a roller coaster of emotions, I will say. It's I don't even know what to do with myself. I went from the rumble where I was almost crying out of happiness because of Cody one twice. So the rock showing up and I was pissed. So then really being pissed at the rock. So now I've been like, okay, well, I love the rock because he's and because now Cody's gonna be involved. And then he slapped Cody and I fucking hated the rock. Like, there's so much. I've been on a roller coaster of emotions. And then Valentine's Day hit and I had no date. So it was a roller coaster of emotions for well, me. Well, if, if our listeners listen to last week's episode with uh, with Dala, with AJ Francis, uh, we know that you didn't have a date for Valentine's Day because the guy you were talking to didn't know who Cody was and you axed him. That was it. Yeah. Out of here. He was just on the roster and he was axed. axed. Because here's the thing, <laughs> and I will say this to this day. Listen, I, we make jokes and I like joke about it, whatever, but I don't think I could be seriously dating somebody if they didn't care about the things that I care about. And this is my life now. You know what I mean? I'm going to be watching Raw on Mondays. I'm going to be watching Dynamite on Wednesdays. I'm watching SmackDown on Fridays. You don't want to hang with that or you don't want to hear why I feel these kinds of ways. Like, you're out. Cut them loose. There will be others. I'd rather be alone with my dog watching the show. And listen, I've gotten all my friends into it and it's fun. Like, it's always fun to get people. I like to watch the reactions of people who I get as far as like now, because it's so innocent, it's so pure, and I was that one time. And now that I'm in it, I think differently, which I blame everybody else for, not myself. But, you know, it's been almost six years, and wrestling is so great because you can get into it any, at any time and have an opinion, and that's why I tell my roommates. And, and my roommate and, you know, her friends and my friends, when we all watch together, it's just, like, so much fun. But, yeah, I think if you don't know who Cody Rose is at this point, what are we going to talk about what, what's there to talk about on a date? You know what I mean? Life? Ugh. Life. Kids, marriage? I'm not talking about that shit on a date. No. Nothing important. I'm going to talk about your job. My job's probably way cooler. We're going to talk about my shit, not yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, and don't bring up The Rock as a movie star. Bring up The Rock as a wrestler, and then maybe we can have a conversation. Maybe we should do a little uh, historical deep dive heading into WrestleMania. Show Gabby some of the best of The Rock. Like the vintage yeah. Rock. Because, again, when The Rock was in his prime in late 90s, early 2000s, he, he was just yeah untouchable on the mic. Again, it's no, it's no shock that he became such a big Hollywood star. And you know what? Him getting kind of the, again, the, uh, the backlash from the fans... I think we're gonna get we're gonna bring another level out of the rock we haven't seen in like 10, 20 years because if you remember yeah. when he came back to feud with John Cena, uh, you know he kind of might have got cooked on the mic a little bit by the the Doctor Thugonomics there. I mean Cena kind of kind of handled him there, you know, in promo battles. And again, any any angry young artist, you look at like a I look at like rappers like Eminem or any musician, once they make a lot of money, you kind of lose a little bit of that edge, right? So again, yeah. the rock is the Highest paid actor in Hollywood, you know, most famous WWE superstar ever, you know, probably lost a little bit of that edge. And, you know, you saw how he kind of clapped back on the McAfee show with the chicken nugget joke. Uh, chicken nugget joke. I thought it was way funnier when Cody on Raw said something like, what am I supposed to do with chicken nuggets? And he turned to Pat McAfee and Pat McAfee, he was like, what did he say, Pat? And Pat was on Pat's and Pat's like, I think he told me to sh- you to shut him up your ass. I popped. <laughs> so fucking hard i love pat mcafee so much i can't even talk enough good things about Pat because i love him so much but like that made me laugh so hard and it's amazing how it go- like and that's the the beauty of the rock he goes on the pat mcafee show which is huge and says all these comments to where things are now trending to then bring it back to raw that's something that can't just happen with anybody you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what he brings to the table. It's that star power, and it's going to make Cody winning because he's going to win that much bigger and that much more important. And it's going to push him even farther and, than we want to see it because Cody's going to be the guy to carry the title every week and be the champion and show up and show out. Like Roman's not even really doing it. Like Roman's not doing that as much as people want it, and they're getting a little sick of it. So Roman's done an amazing job. I just think it's if there's anybody that's going to do the deep throwing it's gonna have to be cody at this point and i mean i now again i'm excited for a potential rock cody match let's let's get mm-hmm. that on the books i mean and you know what i know he's out the injury bug definitely you know is always sad when it comes to wrestlemania season 
But with so much attention, again, centered around Cody and The Rock and Roman and Seth, maybe it's almost, I don't want to say better that a CM Punk's not around for this, but CM Punk's got a history with The Rock. We kind of saw that in that promo he cut with Cody you know, a few weeks back. Maybe when CM Punk comes back, there's a way to integrate him into this story as well. I mean, again, there's so yeah. many ways you can go with this. And again, I know you know the wrestling business is hot again when you got The Rock showing up on, you know, probably one of the top daytime sports talk shows and McAfee. I got friends who've been lapsed fans for years texting me, you know, about wrestling stuff. It's like everyone's getting really yeah. excited. So, you, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. The Rock's back. We're happy The Rock's back. We didn't want you taking the main event, but it looks like we're going to get something better out of all this anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm a girl who likes options. I like I like, options. I like to switch it up. You know, I I against my better judgment wasn't going to trust, and I trusted, and I think I'm going to be happy come WrestleMania. So we still we still have elimination chamber to get through, so that's exciting. Man, that's the and, thing we haven't even talked about. There's a pay per view coming up, Australia, right. and what's going to happen there? Uh, we're cool. getting a challenger for Seth. We're getting a challenger for Seth. We're going to get the challenger for Rhea after. Elimination Chamber as well because you got all these women coming into. We haven't even talked mommy. Oh, mommy, mommy's. I don't want to see mommy lose anytime soon, but I do want to see. I, I mean, and this is the thing too. I think they're hinting at it going to be Becky Rhea so much to the point where if it's not, I might be a little bit disappointed. Um, if it wasn't someone else going up against Rhea now at WrestleMania, that's just my take on it. Um, I think that match would be great. I would like to see Rhea retain. Who are the fans rooting for in a Becky Rhea match? I think I think I'll a Philly crowd. I don't know. I could see I could see more fans because again, mommy's over. I mean, I don't you know she doesn't. Dude, she she's doesn't so get, over. I went to gets that show at MSG yeah. before they. She was in like a triple threat match or something, and the holiday show, and they didn't even announce the first or second girl that was coming out without chanting mommy like throughout the entire place so like you want to talk like someone over like she got the, the cheers and the chant that she gets is insane and the fact that she's so young and she's killing it as much as she is like i don't want to see her lose anytime soon um but it's becky lynch she's made history at wrestlemania before so I think it's going to be an epic showdown between the two of them. And I think it's, you're just going to get a great match. Like that's a match where it's like, okay, you know, buy into it emotionalized, but of course you wouldn't, but it's Becky fucking Lynch. Like that's going to be a phenomenal match. And that's going to be such a good match between two powerhouse females that I'm going to be wanting to watch as opposed to like, Oh, just something thrown together for WrestleMania. Um, and listen, I think Bailey, e, I'm, I'm very invested in Bailey. You I don't think, I loved how they pan that out. I kind of guesstimated that I thought that was what's, what was going to happen. I did pick Bailey as my winner. I did. I was yeah. right. Um, I love Bailey, and I'm, I'm hoping Bailey is going to win and become a new champ because I think she deserves it, and this is her time. And uh, apologies to Bailey. Bailey, if you're listening, but you're not, I'm sorry that the Niners can pull through for you because we were going to party. Bailey's better. definitely but, like Bailey was a, a stupid guest of the show. She loves Gabby. She's Bailey AF. She loves Gabby AF. It's my girl. But yeah, I her 49ers her. did not come through for us. We were all very sad. I was cheering for her. But listen, I I think that I think it's got to be Becky. Um, but I think, you know, there's there's a lot of other women in the elimination chamber. You got Bianca showing up. Um, Liv's going to be there. A lot of favorites in the WWE universe. A lot of girls that can also step up to the plate and perform. I just think they're leaning so much towards Becky. It might be a disappointment if it's not. But Guys, we have a problem. Recent studies have shown that testosterone levels are falling in American men. Low T is linked to depression, low sex drive, and weight gain. So it's important to stay on top of it. You could go to a TRT clinic, but it's expensive, awkward, and in most cases, not necessary. You just need to stimulate your body's own natural testosterone production. It's time to check out the ultimate test stack at LegacySubs.com. The majority of testosterone release occurs while you sleep, which is why the ultimate test stack features their best-selling sleep aid, Recovery PM. Test X9 stimulates testosterone, T-Assist inhibits estrogen, and Recovery PM gives you the best night's sleep you've ever had. You're going to feel like a new man after trying the ultimate test stack for 30 days. If you don't believe me, check out all the verified five-star reviews on Top Rated. 
Legacy Sports Nutrition is founded by three-time world champion and SmackDown general manager, Mr. Nick Aldis, and 11-time women's champion and future Hall of Famer, Mickey James. And they personally use these products themselves. If you need more assurance, they're NSF certified, third-party lab tested, and made in the USA in an FDA-inspected facility. And because you listen to this show, you can save 10% off your order at LegacySubs.com now by using Gabby at checkout. That's G-A-B-B-Y. That's LegacySubs.com. L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. It's time to level up with Legacy. Well, speaking of loving Cody, Cody got some love on AEW Dynamite this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, apparently Darby Allen had not none too much to say nicely about the EVPs that currently exist. Uh, the Young Bucks, he, he claims they were against him getting a job in AEW, but there was another certain uh, EVP, former EVP, that helped him get hired in AEW, and that led to some Cody chance. Because um, well, he said not Kenny. Not Kenny. So... By process of elimination, who must that be? But the one and only Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was cool. I actually thought that was one of Darby's best promos. And um, that's something that I just wanted to put out there. He's grown on me a lot, Darby Allen. I was never like on the Darby Allen bandwagon. Obviously, he's a crazy good wrestler um, and he does these crazy stunts. And I think um, him working with Sting is something that's just you can't not like it because it's so cool to see the dynamic of the two of them but I thought that was a great promo by Darby it got me very invested in him emotionally because he talked about how he wasn't even wanted and like you know he said like that first match you put on was Cutler and then they, they were like what's wrong with Brandon Cutler and I popped and I thought that was so funny um but he's like the every man right Darby he's that kid who always comes back to like I was that weird kid no one believed in me and I stand for all these people it's that's, that's what you love about Darby, and that's what makes him so genuine as a viewer. And last night was the first time I really, truly believed in Darby as, like, I think he could be the face of his company or a guy that holds the championship belt in his company and, and really represent it in, in that way, as opposed to, I don't think I've ever really thought that way about him before. And that's kudos to Sting, who I think has greatly, really matured him in, in, in an amazing way. And I love to see that kind of stuff when you work with a veteran and a legend like Sting. Like, and he pushes you, which you can clearly see he's just made him better. And I think that's one of the duos that from the beginning when they started has just been so monumental in the growth of Darby, who was, uh, who's young and, and great at what he does. And I mean, Sting in and of itself, we didn't even talk about Sting winning, but like he is the legend that Sting is to me. I was watching and I was like, what a fucking icon, but that thing's still in the ring doing what he does just blows my mind and he's just so special and like he's another one like I didn't watch Sting back in the day so like I'm watching him now and I because I'm watching him now I've watched some of the older stuff with Sting and blows my fucking mind like it's just crazy to be watching him now you almost feel like you're a piece of history to watch him now and like the fact that like it's so special that I'll watch his retirement match live and be like wow I was a wrestling fan at the time to see that yeah. is so cool and like such a special thing. And I think they're doing it the right way. I, I think it's cool that he's going to be tagging with Darby. You know, listen, the young bucks, they are really, really making you not like them Lean, right leaning now, into leaning into public sentiment. You gotta, you know, gotta yeah. give them credit yeah. for that. I mean, why they fight remind it? me, they remind me and I don't know, ugh, this is going to bother me or like they kind of, I don't know if this is like what they're, what their vibe is and what they're trying to do. And they're going to be like, yeah, Gabby, obviously. But like, if you're just going to talk about orange yes. and it, that movie suit. disturbs the shit out of me, but the gang members of, or whatever you call them in the white suits, like that's what the fuck they reminded me of last week. And I hate that movie like disturbed me because it's very yes. dark and it's like creepy and like what it is. And I'm not saying it in that way, but like, that's kind of the vibes I get in like their white suits. And then they show up again in like the bloody white suits. And I'm just like, they are really leaning into it and making them dislike making you dislike them, which is great because if you didn't love Sting anymore, you love Sting so much that you want to see beat the shit out of these guys. So it's like, I love that though, because it's different, you know? And it is crazy that you just keep being reminded that they're EVPs because that's a wild turn of events in my mind. Like these are guys in the ring, so important, but they're also EVPs and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Like 
Then being down poor Shivani in the ring, you're like, what are you doing to poor Tony Shivani? I was waiting for Burt Baker to come out and be on his side because that's her boy. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just beautifully done. And I will say, I do think Dynamite in general had been improving and getting so much better at their timing about stuff and really letting things breathe. Um, segment wise, backstage interviews within the ring. And I, it's become a lot better of an enjoyment to watch on Wednesday nights as opposed to like, bing, bang, bong, take this, 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 and then whatever. I do think they're doing a much better job of timing and letting stuff breathe. And it's making it way more enjoyable. I loved Dion. I got to shout out Dion Ferrazzo for, did you hear what she called Tony Storm? I didn't. She called her a caqueron. A caqueron. And, and My grandma might have said that once she's or twice. Like, she's like, you know what that means, Renee? And Renee was like, no. And she goes, you talk too much. And she's like, I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to break your arm, bitch. That's the fucking Deanna Perrazzo yeah. that I love. That's my Jersey Italian girl, Deanna Perrazzo, because I love that shit so much. And by the way, the Tony segment, where she was getting the cover-up of the tattoo and, like, the drama of it and, like, just so brilliant it was so it's so entertaining it's just those little things to me that just make me invested and the main event i loved the madness of that main event texas death match with taven and orange cassidy there was so much blood and matt taven showed the fuck up for that main event which i love because that has been around for a while i love matt taven i think he's such a star honestly and i think he showed up and showed out and was like you know i'm gonna take advantage of this main event and like and me being in the spotlight for this. And I thought he did an amazing job. And I thought that match was super entertaining. They had just enough of the satire of it being Valentine's Day. When Trent walked out with the, he had the box of flowers and he dropped the flowers and took out the, the metal bar out of the present. Like I popped so hard because I was like, wow, that's some tough love if I've ever seen it. Like I love that shit because it's, it's just a little bit of comedy on top of a little bit of gruesomeness and then just great pro wrestling. And, you know, the commentary was great on it and you brought on everybody. You had Bennett come out, you had Trent come out, you had um, Roddy come out. And I think it was just great storytelling. I just thought it was super entertaining. So absolutely loved that match. And Orange Cassidy is just, he was bleeding all down his face and Taven like tweeted out, have you ever seen an orange bleed? And I, I wanted to be like, yeah, there's such a thing as blood orange. Like that was the time to make the blood orange joke. But it was great. I think I think wrestling on every aspect, on every end, is just kind of hitting right now. It's just such a great time to be alive. I say it all the time. It's a great time great to be alive. Time to be alive. <laughs> it's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be a fan. There's like, there's so much. The thing is with AEW and all the, the turbulence that's happened the last six months. There's such an opportunity now for a lot of those people in that locker room that maybe haven't gotten, you know. Yes. gotten that kind of level of a push or that level of TV time. Again, a Tony Storm, who we saw in WWE, you know, grossly underutilized. Now she's probably one of the best characters in all of wrestling. Deanna Perrazzo, you know, obviously she ca- helped carry the knockout division. Again, a very stacked yes. and loaded knockout division. And now, again, being able to take that and bring it to a national TV scale. Uh, Matt Taven, again, a guy who's been, you, get, you said he's been around the independent scene forever, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact so Wrestling, and now, again, he's he's always had that charisma, he's always had uh, uh, you know, that bit of character that could you yeah. know, thrive in a national TV setting. So, again, Darby Allen, again, working with Sting. Sting is the quintessential legend, if you ask me again. he's He gets, he gets his stuff, he gets his shine, but the thing is he makes everyone around him look better. Yes. He lifts everyone. Again, Darby Allen, like you said, not someone I probably would have thought in terms of talking on the mic, you know, getting me emotionally invested. He did the crazy daredevil stuff. Now, again, anything, he, he, just get that promo he cut against the Young Bucks. I, he, that's got me invested and excited for a match with them that, you know, a flaming skateboard couldn't. It's wild, too. I saw some people when they were talking about Darby Allen's promo that they said, like, never bring up a name like a Cody or something. I saw a couple people talking about this, and it was saying, like, the problem with doing that is now it's all about Cody and it's not about Darby. And I weirdly don't agree with that because I think him talking the truth is never a mistake. Like, I get it. Now they're chanting Cody and they're not chanting Darby or they're not chanting Stick or it's not about Darby at that moment. But I think in the grand scheme of what his goal was with the promo and 
you know, talking about them as EVPs. Like this is the truth for him. This is him talking his truth and giving a little, you know, peek behind the scenes of like, these guys didn't even fucking want me. And now they're trying to take the, the tag titles away from me. Like it's, it's that's a beautiful thing to me if you can't help that the crowd's going to chant Cody yeah. you know what I'm saying like and it's fine Cody played a huge part in the start of AEW <laughs> there's no AEW without Cody and that's the thing I mean you, right. can, you can say yeah you don't want to bring up Cody because again what he's doing in WWE and stuff like that but he is there is only one reason that AEW exists it's because of Cody Rhodes leaving right. WWE the first time and again teaming up with the Young Bucks on the independent scene Joining Bullet Club, Kenny Omega. I mean, again, that there they will forever be to me the cornerstones of AEW. Cody, Kenny, and the Young Bucks. I mean, that's that's it. That's right. AEW to me. So even again, if they go and wrestle somewhere else, you know, come back. It's like Hogan, Hogan leaving WWF for WCW and basically building WCW up with an NWO storyline that like happened. Hulk Hogan was still you know WWF. I mean, he was still Hulkamania. I mean, that's the thing. Cody will always be an integral part of AEW's history. There's no reason to avoid that, especially if there's, you know, real personal issues you can, you know, tell right. on TV with that. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind it at all. And I'm a casual fan watching and I'm also a fan of all products. So like, I don't sit there and compare AEW and WWE and be like, this is better. And they're killing them. And like, oh, well, I don't give a shit about any of that. I like what I like. And it's like, and I said this to somebody the other day, like when one eats, we all eat. Like this is pro wrestling. It's about the talent. It's about the story. It's about the emotion. I can like more than one thing. I think when you do connect the two, everything that Cody's done should be an inspiration in the fact that you can do it all and you can pave your way of however you want to do it. So why wouldn't someone who's like a Darby who had Cody believe in him and get him to that point say that? And, and like, because look at what he's doing now. It's almost like a fuck you. You didn't want yeah. me. If he did say that, I don't think the promo would have been as memorable as it was. Like, I don't think people would be talking about it the next day or the day after. And that was a big part of what everybody was talking about. So I don't see the problem in it. And I just think people like to nitpick little things. But that that's my opinion on it. You don't have to agree or disagree. But that's laugh, though. Cody, Cody couldn't get the AEW fans to chant for him the last, like, what, six months he was there. Right, isn't that crazy? And now they're chanting for him now that he's gone. See? Now you don't even have to you mention never know. his name. Now you, he didn't even mention his name, name, and Cody's getting chanted. Sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. That's what I say to all my exes. <laughs> um, <laughs> another segment we're bringing back today, because I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long time, and I do, I like to reconnect and, you know, get back in it. And I want you guys to ask me questions and make this like a full conversation. So we brought back Dear Gabby, which I love. So we're going to get into that now. Um, so I know, Tony, you got some of the questions that people have asked. Throw them at me. I told you guys, anything, you guys think about anything. You might not care about other parts of my life. You might only care about wrestling, but it doesn't only have to be wrestling based. I like to get... I'm not a liar, and I like to open up. I'm an open book. I'm not a liar. There we go. That could be the, the tagline for the show. Gabby A.M. Great. Not, no, lies, no lies told. No cap, right? We can say no cap. It's the kids say. Wow, look at you. Look at me. I'm hip. But You are. No, not at all. But here we go. Dear Gabby, what is the... That's me. That's me. <laughs> That's me. If you get that reference, I love you. If you get you know, that reference, you're old like me. Yeah, exactly. But dear Gabby... What is one thing that irritates you and makes you respond irrationally? I mean, that's only hard. one thing. We could do a whole show on this. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, I, I'll take that in general, I guess, of just like not just wrestling wise, but I guess in conversation with anybody about anything. Um. I think I don't like when I know you're being fake. About. Like if you're fake or lying. I will call you out the minute I see it. I, I am not that kind of person. And this is maybe why there are people might have issues or problems with me, but like, I don't like bullshit. And if I know you're feeding me bullshit, which I can tell, I will be like, in my own way, be irrational enough to be like, that's not true. Why would you say that? And I'll say it to you in front of other people because if you're going to have the decency to lie or be that kind of way, like I'm going to have the decency to be like, no, be honest with me and like be very real because I don't like passive aggressive shit. I'm just not that kind of person. And people say this and then they're passive aggressive. I really don't like it. Um, and I don't like to hide behind lies or fakeness or what it is because I don't, especially it, it, this is everything in life in dating and friendships. 
nothing comes of not being who you really are and to your core and having your opinions and being open because it will come out at some point and then those people will not like you at some point if they're not supposed to like you or they'll like you if they should like you. So I always say like, I have never put on a front to be this person who I am right now. Even when I was on other shows or talking, like you're always going to get me. Maybe I'm a little bit more reserved, but I'm never going to lie to you. I'm never going to pretend like I'm something I'm not. And I, I do that in dating too. You're going to get this on a first date. <laughs> you might not like it. Okay. But you're going to get this person and this personality because if you don't like it on a first date, why should I be three years in and then you get it? And then I wait the third years of my life for someone who doesn't really like me to my core. So that would make me be irrational. If I know you're lying, if I know you're full of shit, I'm going to irrationally do something. If you come after my friends or my family, I'm a very loyal, protective person. I don't like that either. Um, I, I'm not really an irrational person, though, I will say. I think I, especially being on air and working with such great people that I've worked with, I've learned to kind of not make it about myself and be irrational unless you truly, truly have to be. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a good thing to be an irrational person in this kind of space, in like media and being professional. I, I'm not at the level where I can be irrational yet and still get paid. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> when, I'm that big of a, when I'm that big of a name, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. You, none of you people are going to be able to sleep on it. But Until then. I'm not there yet. So I can't be as irrational as I want, but I'll always be honest. No. Always, always honest. I think that's number one. No, no. That's a good question. Can you can you like can you tell? I mean, without naming names, I suppose. Is there a great like maybe irrational moment, or you know, where someone drove you to an irrational moment within the wrestling space in your time working in uh, wrestling media? Um, I there's definitely times where I felt very disrespected by people. Um. But like I said, I'm not someone to, I would rather brush it off if it's in a professional sense. These things have happened in a professional sense. You'd rather shake it off? Shake it off? We're not going there. Um, For me, I'm not at a place where I'm, I mean, like now I'm my own boss, I would say. But I wasn't in a place when I was in those situations where it would have been smart of me to make it a bigger deal than it was by being irrational. Um, but I always remember those people, even to this day, I know who those people are. They know who they are. Um, if they said inappropriate things to me, if they've, you know, being a female in this business is, and I'm not trying to sound cliche, but it's, there comes with the good and the bad always. And I've been in those situations before in front of other people or behind closed doors or whatever it is. And I was never in a position or a place where I felt like, comfortable to be irrational because I didn't want to get reprimanded or have the consequences of that because it wasn't something I couldn't handle at the time. But the people that do know and the people that I work with always had my back and never made me feel like I couldn't talk to them about it. So that was kind of my safe space in it. And I'll always remember those people. And if if I take this show big or I am way bigger and I get to where I want to be, I always remember who those people were. And that they would never be somebody I interview. I will say. Because <laughs> no. then I would get irrational and just put them on the spot. They're banned as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, our next Dear Gabby question. Dear Gabby. Me. That's me. If you were a wrestler, who would be your dream opponent? Ooh, that's a good one. Listen, I've, if I could do it, I would be right. I think it's the coolest thing ever. But I actually don't understand how people are wrestlers because I think it's a crazy lifestyle and I got in the ring one time and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um I, I'm so, it's easy to be like this would be my dream opponent because like I've never been in a ring in a match before. Who would you want to match wits with on the mic? Maybe you know because you definitely mic? you could definitely cut a promo. I've seen you cut a promo. Yeah. You cut a promo on me pretty much every day in our you know little Gabby production show. Yeah, I mean, listen, my whole life is <laughs> is that way. Um, I think angle-wise, it would be fun to wrestle Deanna because we're so similar. It would be like the Jersey girl versus the Jersey girl, and we could do some kind of spin on it and be like, who's better of the two? And, like, her promos are very – she uses words and mannerisms and stuff of, like, that's how me and my friends talk. So, like, I feel like that could be fun, and I love Deanna, so I feel like it would be good. If we're talking, like, best of the best, like, I – I'm a big Charlotte Flair stan, and I think she's, like, the GOAT from what I watched. So, like, 
if I could get into, in a match with somebody like her, I don't think he could be elevated so much so. And she's such a powerhouse because like I'm I'm almost by nine. I'm a pretty strong girl, I would say. I'm tall. I'm not like a little thing. So like I would want to get in the ring with some of these powerhouses and like show my show my feats of strength. You know what I mean? Like give me the Charlotte Flairs and uh, the Rhea Ripley's who can like you know make me feel like I'm strong too. But yeah, I mean on the mic. I don't know. There's so many, there's so many people. I would want somebody who's almost similar to me, like a Gianna, because I feel like then you'd show who really like comes out on top for it. But like maybe like uh like when Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho had that match with the giant vat of uh orange juice, maybe a giant pasta sauce vat. Yeah, like we could have so much fun with it. Like if it was like in Jersey and we were just talking shit back and forth and we were like having because, you know, she's, like, we, we argue about which pizza spot's better, and, like, we have those people come out. And, like, she, I just feel like that would be fun. And I just love what they're, how they're, like, portraying her right now on AEW as such a star that she is. I think she would be great. Honestly, I would want to face Chelsea Green just because I fucking love her so much. And I just think I would want to go toe-to-toe with Chelsea because I would want to put the pressure on myself to see if she would make me laugh or not. She makes me I could see you two every time. as like a tag team and just be oh. the ultimate, like, I don't want to say Karen. I know that's like kind of the vibe she gets, but like you guys are just so, so both loud and obnoxious in a good way, in a very entertaining way. Yeah. And just the two way. of you would just be absolute ridiculousness on television. She would be my dream tag team partner, Chelsea Green. I just, everything she does, I just love so much. Oh, best character and, on Raw. She would have to do most of the wrestling because, like, obviously I'm not the wrestler, but I would be a great entertainer with her, I think. We would really fend off of each other. Her outfits are, to a T, so bomb. We could rock matching, like, leopard onesies together and, like, do such a good job. Like, I love everything about her. She, that would be, like, I think my dream tattoo. I would want to go against her. What would your entrance music, I got to follow up with that. What would your entrance music be? I'm always interested. That's, Me and I have a, a with my wrestling fan friends. That's just something randomly we'll have discussions. Like kind of like the guys that will just name random athletes, you know, just for fun. Yeah. It's like random, like uh, like a, a buddy of mine. He'll hear a song. He'll send it to me and be like, "This should be like your wrestling theme, stuff like that." So you have to have you've had to have heard a song and gone, you know, once. And now that you've been in this wrestling world for six years now, you know, you, cool. this would be what I'd want to walk out to at WrestleMania. It's, I mean, now it's the theme of Gabby AF, I think. You think well, you do have that. your own theme song. This is true. I do. Shout out um, my guy. But that's, you know, I Mark Henry used to say that my theme, and we actually did this, like, the second actual campus, that, like, PYT, Pretty Young Thing, would be my theme. But I don't feel like that. that's it anymore because I think I'm more than that. I, th- I think... It's got to be a little bit more hardcore. I need a little sass. I need a little sass with your theme. I mean, yeah, yeah. I always said if I was like a fighter, like a UFC fighter, I would come out with a DMX. DMX. I think this yeah. could be good for the listeners if they want to get in the uh, the old socials with the Gabby AF hashtag. What you what would want Gabby's theme to be? Yeah, I think that could be fun for the listeners. I do love. I do love hearing what the fans want me to come out to because you never know what will happen one day. I always loved, this is a little departure, but like speaking of UFC, he's also a big wrestling fan and I've gotten to work with him on a number of occasions. Chael Sonnen, awesome guy. Amazing. Oh God, just tremendous, tremendous. I always loved that he came out to too much. I'm not even a country music fan aside from, you know, when Mickey puts out a new song, Mickey James, the GOAT. Uh, But he would come out to Too Much Fun by Daryl Singletary and again, you watch a UFC pay-per-view, it's always, again, like, gangster rap or, like, death metal, you know, and then he comes out to this just honky-tonk song, just complete, you know, shit heel. Just that was the best part of, you know, when Chael Sonnen was in UFC was he brought the big pro wrestling aspect to it. We cut the promos. We'd say yeah. just the most ridiculous things to get you hyped for a fight. I love that so oh, much. God. It's all about music. If, if you're not hyping up the crowd before you walk out there, like, it's just, you know, Cody's hits and everyone goes, whoa. whoa. Like, that's that's, <laughs> that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? Even Swerve, you know, who's out? Swerve? Like, it's just so cool when you come out and the audience is so behind the song before you're even talking or wrestling. It's just You can smell what the rock is cooking, the glass shattering for Stone Cold. Oh, and that's, you know, hopefully we're going to get back to more wrestling themes like that. We really are lacking in wrestling themes. Agreed. That, you know, kind Agreed. of, you know, I can hear a song and know exactly who's coming out. 
You know, that's uh, right now. There's that lots of my, themes. Yeah, that was my biggest issue with the Royal Rumble. I will say, especially on the women's side, the themes were very generic. That you didn't know who was coming out a lot of the time, and that's not a good sign, in my opinion. Where it's playing, and I'm like, who is it? Who is it? Like, I I hate like that's one thing. I hope um, improves a little bit, but. Because I feel like back in the day, that was never the case. You'd hear one sound and be like, oh, that's who that is. And like, you would get hyped up beforehand. Like, I hated I would sit there for like 10 seconds and be like, who is it? I don't know who's coming out. Like, so I actually agree with that. I think entrance themes can use a little boost, but they're getting better. I think some of them are awesome. I just watched The Iron Claw this week, actually, with my roommate. And it was so fucking good. It was so good. And I'm not, it was just one of the most touching movies I've ever seen. I wish, I don't know how I got to get nominated for like awards because they were all so great. And I didn't, I didn't know the full story before watching, which I'm so happy I didn't look it up or like know anything um, because it made that movie way that much more impactful for me. And I felt so cool though, when they were bringing up, like talking about like Ric Flair and all these other people that were part in the movie from these older matches and stuff and I was like I know them I, I know, know about guy. them yeah like I like oh I know what you're talking about and like oh I know that time and like I knew every names of the people that they were like wrestling in the movie yeah. so like that was really cool for me um but yeah I definitely have to watch more and if you haven't seen the Iron Claw yet you gotta see it because god Zach Efron was so good I want to I wish we can get Zach Efron on the show Zach you're listening or Jeremy Allen White I love him too and you call me not in that way call me they booked that really they booked that well. There was so much drama. They booked it well. A lot of drama. Came right down. Listen, they did well. They did well. They did what they had to do. Money wise, it was the NFL knew what they I were just doing. wish they let Taylor go up on the stage and hold the trophy yeah. up in because you know she was as big a part of that success as anyone else on the Jesus. Listen, she sh- I hope she got a ring. <laughs> She'll get a ring. She'll get something. She doesn't need it, but I hope she got one. Goodell should send her a check because of all the value Listen, to uh, to the probably, NFL. The most the watched television broadcast since the moon landing. Think about That's that. Absurd. Anything, any TV show. It's uh, listen, I think it was because of Usher. Usher was great. I don't care what anybody says. Usher was, and he didn't even get all the songs I wanted him to get in, and he was amazing. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, not good. People that don't know Usher songs, like, do you understand how many bangers he has? Like, I hope you watch that and we're like, oh, I don't know any Usher songs. How come my way? Sat to knew every song. I liked my way. No one, remember that song? My way, my way, what I say goes. I don't. I just no. blew out your audio. There you go. Don't. We're going to have to cut this for because it. I, I apologize. Again, for Tony, everybody. You should always apologize. You always apologize for Tony. But anyway, this has been a great Gabby F. I loved chatting with you guys. I miss you so much. Please, hashtag Gabby AF. Tag me on Instagram at Gabblespisa, at Gabby AF Pod. And send me some matches you want me to watch. Tell me some guests you want me to have on it sometime soon. We'll get some more guests on for sure. It's about to be, it's, it's we're in it for mania. So I just want to make you guys happy. I love having these conversations with you. Enjoy each other. Have a great weekend. Be safe, Tony, as always. Thank you so much. We will see you next time. And until then, L-Y-M-N-B. Love you most. No backs. It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF. Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF. Gabby AF. It's nothing less because you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF.